Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for December 8th, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Down the stretch, we come two weeks to go in the 2016 high school football season. Where has the time gone by? I don't know. It's been a quick year, but a great year with tons of great games, and we still have a large number of great games to come over the next two weeks as uh, the big states out there, the uh, the Floridas, the Texas, the California, Pennsylvania, uh, crowning state champs over the next uh, two weeks. State championships going on in Pennsylvania and Florida this weekend. Also in small states like Connecticut, you can keep up with all of the action on our live score stream scoreboards at uh, highschoolfootballamerica.com. Just go to the website and click on scores in the navigation tab and you've got a state-by-state list there. We also have our top 25 live scoreboard. 12 of the 25 teams already finished But uh, the chase for the national championship, we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a couple of seconds. First, we want to let you know uh, that the partners on High School Football America that make this all possible are Echo 1612. Get instant replay on your sidelines with Echo 1612. Go to echo1612.com. You can also get to them by clicking on the banner ad at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Also brought to you tonight by Crossover. Get your game film broken down for you quickly, easily, saves you time and money, and just like Echo, it allows you to be a better coaches. Uh, you don't have to sit there and grunt work through the uh, tagging of all your film. Uh, actually spend some time with the uh, the family, with the kids uh, on the weekend as a Crossover does all the work for you very accurately. That's crossoverwithak.com forward slash HSFA for your free demo. Get ready for the 2017 season with Echo and Crossover. Also brought to you tonight, as I said, by ScoreStream and our good friends at Southern Sport that make the Debris Inhibitor Razor those great spats that keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and give you the great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. When you go to their website, that's TDI Razor with a U, TDI Razor, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Use the code, special code, H-S-F-A for a discount on your order and also brought to you tonight by uh, USA Today High School Sports once again in 2016. High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. So coming up on the show, we are going to talk with a couple of coaches that have uh, already grabbed championship gold, and uh, both are in the High School Football America Top 25. We're going to first, in a couple of minutes here, talk with Dan Sabella, the uh, first-year head coach at Paramus Catholic in New Jersey, capturing the New Jersey non-public Group 4 championship uh, last weekend. And then we're going to talk with Josh Niblett from Hoover High School in Alabama, winning the uh, 7A title last weekend. Paramus Catholic ranked number 19 in the current High School Football America Top 25 that's created with our proprietary algorithm, and Hoover is ranked number 20 in the latest rankings. And uh, this past weekend, Sunday, when we put out our new rankings, and we do it before the other three do it. We always do it on Sunday. Uh, We had some, uh, I called it a a seismic shift, and we certainly did. Uh, Still sitting at the top, and and basically a a lot of the... uh, Suspense has been taken out of the mythical national championship chase. Uh, Since we began using the algorithm back in 2013, uh, it's always come down to the the final poll, where uh, it was always up in the air who was going to be named the national champ. Uh, The first three years, we had Allen out of Texas uh, winning our mythical national championship. The 2012 poll, which was an opinion poll, we actually had uh, Allen and John Curtis out of Louisiana share that championship. And then in 13 and 14, under the algorithm, it was Allen, the Eagles from Texas, during their run of back-to-back-to-back state championships in Texas, uh, capturing uh, the 2013 and 14 national championship. And then uh, last year, it was Colquitt County out of Georgia being named our national champs. And uh, right now, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like I can say this. <laughs> I did the math. I looked at the algorithm. It, it, it's going to take a lot for uh, anyone to 
unseat Bishop Gorman from Nevada from the top spot. Uh, what a year the Gales have had. They wrap things up with a, a very impressive win over Liberty in the Nevada 4A championship game. Blew them out 84-8. Uh, to eight. And uh, just impressive wins by the Gales this year uh, over our, our current number two, uh, St. John Bosco out of California. Uh, they defeated our current number seven, St. Thomas Aquinas, and they beat uh, Coco out of Florida, which is uh, ranked uh, number uh, uh, 27 this week. So uh, bottom line is uh, the Gales will do nothing but to get a better strength of schedule if uh, Bosco, Aquinas, and Coco win their respective state championships because part Part of our algorithm that really kicks in at this time of the year is a criterion we use, which is on your strength of schedule in addition to you winning a state championship, if, if you have beaten a team that's won, an, won a state championship, and it's happened in a lot of cases this year, uh, then your strength of schedule obviously goes up and there's a little criterion in there that kind of ticks everything around and that's that's really what affected this week's rankings in a big way uh gorman again sitting at the top uh, i i don't really see a way for anybody to unseat them but again we're uh, we've got a couple more weeks before we put out our final top 25 national ranking now we mentioned saint john bosco the braves jumping five spots this week to number two thanks to their 42 28 win over former number three modern day that was in the cif's Southern Section Division I Championship game last Saturday at Angel Stadium in Anaheim, California. I was at that game covering it for USA Today, and what an impressive performance by um, Bosco. Uh, head coach Jason Negro spoke to him after the game, just very, very impressed with the way his kids responded. Uh, they lost to Modern Day during the regular season, 26-21, but uh, it was a dominating performance as they uh, they put the ball on the ground. The defense played very, very well against super sophomore quarterback uh, JT Daniels and uh, game really not much um, you know in doubt throughout as as Bosco uh, won easily they now uh, get a week off. Uh, they will uh, take that time to get ready for uh, De La Salle. Yes, De La Salle, a team that's been to a lot of state championship games, six-time state champs. Uh, number 48 in the current top 50, because we do our, uh, our rankings. Top 25, the other 25, which is 26 through 50. So that'll be number two versus number 48 in the state championship game coming up in a couple of weeks. But uh, fueling uh, Bosco's jump was the fact that Gorman won a state championship. St. X from uh, Ohio, St. Xavier, won the Division I championship there. And then St. Mary's out of Stockton, California, uh, won CIF sectional championships, uh, won a CIF sectional championship this weekend. So that means three of the teams that they played um, affected their strength of schedule. Now, they did not beat Gorman. They led at the half. But the, uh, the very impressive shutout win over St. X in the season opener uh, helped Gorman jump up there. And St. Mary's, a team that they whacked pretty good, uh, also helps them jump up to, um, to number two. And uh, that number two, that seven to two jump, uh, pushed down former number two IMG Academy, not eligible for the uh, the Florida playoffs. There they fall from two to three. That's going to happen every year. IMG is just always going to play a schedule that's somewhere around you know eleven or twelve games. They actually had one game canceled this year due to weather. Uh, so this year the Ascenders only playing eleven games, but uh, they are definitely impacted by not playing at this time and having their season end. Uh, in in the month of November. Allen, uh, one win away from going for its fourth state title in Texas, biggest classification in the last five years, moves up a spot this week to number four, thanks in part to Hoover, and we're going to hear from Josh Niblett in a little bit, Hoover winning Alabama's 7A championship on Wednesday, and Evangel Christian capturing Louisiana's Division I state title last weekend. So uh, Allen beat both of those teams, and as a result, they get a little extra kick up in there. Um, Grayson moves from number five to number six this week out of Georgia, and they've got a big game coming up against number 10 Roswell in Georgia's Class 7A championship game Saturday night. Uh, the Rams get a bump in our algorithm thanks to beating former number 12 Mill Creek in the state semis last week. Uh, Hoover and Ramsey, two teams that they played and beat, captured state titles in Alabama last weekend. So Grayson gets a little bump. Uh, paying, paying the price for that uh, is DeMatha, which falls from four to six. 
but uh, this week they can the the Stags can get a little bump to go the other way, go up uh, as their Week One opponent Oscar Smith out of Virginia plays for a 6A championship there in Virginia, and number 34 Pittsburgh Central Catholic plays number 12 St. Joseph Prep in the uh, Pennsylvania 6A title game. So if if uh, Oscar Smith wins and Pittsburgh Central Catholic wins, that gives DeMatha a little bit of a boost. So really looking forward to seeing how the algorithm breaks everything out. By the way, speaking of that Georgia championship game, it'll be the last time that they play their state championships in the Georgia Dome, which is uh, closing its doors, getting ripped down, making way for a new stadium in Atlanta. The uh, Georgia High School uh, Association has not signed a deal with a new stadium, but uh, fully expect that to happen. So uh, the, uh, the the Grayson-Roswell game will uh, drop the curtain there on the uh, the Georgia Dome when it comes to Georgia High School Championships. Uh, attended the state title games there in 2004. Never been a big fan of the Georgia Dome going all the way back to the Olympics when I was there. Kind of one of those stark buildings. I mean, I, I still believe high school football should be played outside, played outside in the elements, but uh, Georgia will be saying goodbye to the Georgia Dome as far as high school football is concerned uh, coming up this weekend in Atlanta. Rounding out the top 10, just so you have it, um, St. Thomas Aquinas at number 7. They're playing for a 7A title this weekend. Uh, making a big jump from 13 to 8 is Trinity, which captured Kentucky's 6A championship, the school's 24th overall last weekend. Corona Centennial uh, checks in at number nine. We talked about them last week. The Huskies, two losses this year to number three, number two and number three. Uh, they lost by two points to Bosco, number two, and they lost by one point to IMG Academy, the number three team. That's three total points that they lost by. And in the IMG game, uh, IMG went for two at the end of the game to seal that victory. A great game that we got to see this year. It's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. The, so I've, I've had the opportunity out here to watch. Let's see. So we watched uh, Bishop Gorman, number one, beat uh, St. John Bosco. Bosco was our preseason number one and was ranked number one at the time of that game out here. We saw the Centennial IMG game, which was just a, a great matchup, as I said, 50-49. So that was uh, you know two versus, well, three versus nine now if you take a look at the rankings. Uh, just some great games that we've seen. Had an up-close-and-personal look at the number 12 team, uh, St. Joseph Prep, uh, as they came out here and, and really put a number on uh, Oaks Christian, uh, the number 18 team in our poll. Got to see them this year out here in California, St. Joseph's Prep, uh, St. Joseph's Regional, excuse me. I had both Prep and Regional come out. High School Football America playing a huge role in getting uh, IMG, St. Joseph's Prep, and St. Joseph's Regional come out to the Honor Bowl, which was played at Mission Viejo this past season. Uh, some other teams that we uh, got to see along the way, Modern Day, we talked about them. They dropped a number 13 in the latest poll, but uh, they are young, and they're going to be good over the next two years. I mean, don't be surprised, actually, if the three Southern California teams, and it has nothing to do with where we're located, but Modern Day, St. John Bosco, and Corona Centennial all return a lot of talent. Don't be surprised if those three teams aren't top 10 teams when we release our preseason poll coming up next year on August the 1st. And hey, speaking of some cool stuff about the algorithm, uh, in addition to doing our regional rankings and our state rankings, we're going to expand everything next year. We're going to go with a, a national top 100. Yeah, making that announcement right now. It's going to be great. Uh, people love that we did the, the top 50, but this year we're going to do, or next year in 2017, we're going to do a, a top 100 for you. Don't forget coming up at the end of the season, in addition to the, the national top 50 and all the, the regional rankings, and, and a couple of them are complete at this point, uh, the Midwest rankings and the Mountain Regionals, the top 10s are finished. You can check them out at highschoolfootballamerica.com. But um, what we're, we're going to do here at the end of the season is we're also going to do a, a top 25 for the public schools, a top 25 for the private schools. And just like we've done over the last two years, we will also rank uh, the big schools, the medium schools, and the small schools. So that gets you know more teams, uh, some national recognition there, and we'll be doing that 
over uh, the next couple of weeks when things end and go into the holiday season. So uh, lots to still come on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. We're here all year round, as is the radio show. We don't take any time off. Don't forget, by the way, that um, you can follow all of the games that are uh, being played this weekend by going to uh, HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com and click on the Score tab for our live scoreboards powered by ScoreStream. And uh, another thing that's getting a lot of uh, viewers or readers to the uh, the website is our coaches job board which is just bubbling over uh, already uh, over 250 jobs posted on the coaches job board the way you get to it is just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com and click on the uh, in the navigation tab there where it says coaches job board you'll also see a separate one coachesjobboard.com that is for all the jobs that are outside of football so the football jobs are located at highschoolfootballamerica.com and the, uh, the rest of the jobs from around the country are at CoachesJobBoard.com. So I guess that gets all the business out of the way. And now it's time to talk a little football with a couple of real good coaches uh, that, as I said earlier in the show, already have uh, grabbed that uh, gold medal. And we're going to start uh, the conversation coming up with Dan Sabella, the head coach at uh, Paramus Catholic, number 19 in the High School Football America Top 25. And after that, we're going to be joined by Josh Niblett of uh, Hoover High School, number 20 in the national rankings. So we're going to have both of them coming up in just a little bit. But before we get to uh, the interview with Coach Sabella, we're going to take a break and hear from uh, all of our great partners at High School Football America. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. 
If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. Advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2016, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and specific coverage from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, we start the show tonight in the Garden State as we travel back to my... uh, Hometown type of area. The, the Pennsylvania guy uh, saw a lot of New Jersey football during his days uh, growing up uh, as a teenager doing Phillipsburg football. We're going to go a little east of there to a team that had a fantastic season uh, earlier this week. Uh, popped up to number 19 in the High School Football America Top 25, the national rankings uh, done with our proprietary algorithm. Uh, Paramus Catholic winning the non-public Group 4 championship in New Jersey. And as you've heard us talk all year long, that uh, conference there, one of the best. We've had several of the coaches on, and now we're joined by the uh, championship coach, uh, Dan Sabella, who uh, just completed a pretty darn good first year. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, thank you very much, Jeff. Great to have you on here, and uh, you know we're going to talk about the championship, but let's dial it back a little bit. Uh, around this time last year was when you got the job uh, moving over from Paramus, a, a public school, into the non-public ranks. Tell us a little bit about what you did uh, at the beginning of the reign here that made such a difference or set the tone, I guess would be the best way to put it, for the 2016 season. I think it was, it was just a matter of you know getting organized, uh, starting to install the structure and, and, and the, you know, the routine, the routines that, that I had, had been successful for me and as well as blend them in with things that had worked in the past and, you know, get to know the players, put the staff together, the whole thing like that. Uh, You know, we inherited a a good senior class, a lot of good players in the program, but it was just a matter of, uh, you know, trying to put the pieces in place and, and get people to believe in what you were, what you were, you know, what you were telling them. Now, you were a good high school coach, a quarterback, I should say. I was just curious, is, is there anything similar from your, your days as a quarterback that makes you a good high school coach? I've had a lot of coaches on that I've talked to about, you know, hey, what did your high school do for you? But being a good high school coach, uh, does that really kind of go back to your playing days as a quarterback? I think, um, I think a lot of the leadership characteristics come from that, as well as just having a, you know, having a creative mindset for for the game. And it was something I was always intrigued at ever since a young age, even before high school and always fascinated by the, by the scheme part of it and the, and the strategies and, and, you know, the overall X's and O's. So I, I'd like to think that was a benefit, Jeff, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a really fun ride all the way through. <laughs> You've had success at a lot of levels. Dan Sabella is uh, on the line tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. We're talking about Paramus Catholic winning the non-public Group Four Championship Friday night at MetLife Stadium there in New Jersey. And uh, Coach, let's talk about um, you know uh, camp and all that. Uh, like you said, you had some some talent coming back to work with and all that. Um, what what was happening in fall camp that that kind of let you know that this could be a special team this year were were there any things that took place in those early days and into those first games I know you played at the big house at Michigan were were anything you can point to back then saying yeah I I think this team had something had some championship in it well you know we went we went away to Albright College back in July we we did uh I guess it was three days and two nights up there and that that was really kind of our coming together moment as a team where we really 
the staff and the kids got to spend a lot of time together, really get to know each other and bond and that whole thing. And, and it kind of took off from there, but it was, you know, everybody kind of fit into their roles. Um, I was proud that our guys were, were, were able to put their egos aside and really play team football. And that was probably the most satisfying thing of, of this run was that, you know, Drew went down, who was obviously a high profile player for us, Drew Singleton. And we had, we, we, we really had a, a, a well-rounded, you know, team where we got so many different contributions from different guys and guys were just as happy to see the guy next to him succeed as they were themselves. So that, that was real gratifying. Well, you just gave me a flashback. I used to be the uh, the sportscaster in Allentown and Reading, and Albright College has not been brought to my ears in a long time. That made, made, made me a little homesick there with that. That's good. Dan Sabella on the line from Paramus Catholic. Uh, we're going to talk now uh, specifically about uh, the, the the season and the run. Ten and two. Everybody knows that listens to this show how proud I am of back east football. And we've had Nunzio Campanelli on here. Uh, had Augie Hoffman out here. I got him to play in Southern California this year. Uh, let's let's kind of re-engage re the listeners on how tough your run is, what you have to put up in the Super Conference. used to be uh, it's the United Division, but uh, how, how tough is the Big North now, the new Super Conference, uh, for the people that don't know how good <laughs> that conference is? Give them, a, give them a little thumbnail sketch so they know how good it is. Well, I'll tell you what, I haven't sat down and done the math, but we won 10 football games this year, and uh, one of them was against a tough St. Francis team from Maryland in our opener in which was a very tight game. We pulled away a little bit at the end. But the other nine games, you know, um, a lot of them were down not only to the fourth quarter, but to the last drive. I, I, I want to say four or five of them literally came down to the last drive of the game. It's, and, and, and we were fortunate to pull most of them out, uh, except for the Bergen Catholic game. We, we, we lost 17-14 in that game. But we, we had the ball at the end there with a chance to win. And uh, it's just – it is amazing the parity. It's amazing the, the, the talent in this league. Don Bosco, St. Peter's, Bergen Catholic, St. Joseph's, even Pope John and DePaul have have you know worked their way into that conversation. Seton Hall Prep. It's everybody told you know as as somebody who followed the league and was a was a fan of it from the outside for many years. Everybody said how much you know you're going to love it once you once you become a part of it, and, and they weren't kidding. <laughs> Except you got to work hard each and every week. That's for sure, <laughs> no doubt. And uh, just uh, just so you know, St. Francis, a team, uh, listeners out there, uh, number fifty right now in our national top fifty. Uh, Bergen Catholic spent some time in the top fifty, as did Bosco, uh, as did St. Peter's Prep, the team you beat uh, for the championship, and 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 St. Joe's is two ticks ahead of you. One of your uh, losses uh, this year in our national ranking. So uh, let, let's uh, let's discuss a little bit about the, the that championship run because. The, the interesting thing about New Jersey is, generally speaking, the teams you face in the in the in the regular season, you might see again the, to win that state championship. So, as a coach, what do you do there? Do you, do you change things up a little bit? Do you take it a little different? Uh, hold back something in the first game, uh, thinking you might play them? Is that a fair question? Well, we didn't. You know, we we, we took the regular season very very seriously, and, and we knew we. You know, we weren't going to be able to hold anything back to be able to beat those guys. I think, Jeff, when you – it's always funny as a coach. When you beat somebody the first time, you're, you're, you're probably a little, bit, little hesitant to change things, mm -hmm. especially the things that worked for you. But when you lose to somebody, I think naturally there's a lot you want to change. So uh, <clears throat> beating Bosco twice and beating St. and beating St. Peter's twice, again, all things, you, you, you take the, the 16 quarters – uh, together they they were all very tight so obviously we, we we watched the film of the first game against them we cleaned some things up we we changed a couple things that we thought you know would help us but for the most part you, you got to go out there and you got to execute it's it's no different uh but but we really didn't hold too much back we uh you know we we, we stuck to what we're good at yeah dancing uh dan uh Sabella on the line, and let's uh, let's talk about some of these players. I was just going to blurt out Drew Singleton's name, uh, tore ACL, and, and you mentioned him already. But let's talk about some of these kids that you feel uh, you know were part of the leadership group that led you to the state championship. Let's start on offense. Give the the listeners out there a snapshot of some of the kids that did an outstanding job for you this year. Go ahead and roll with some of the kids that you're really happy with. Well, it's got to start with our quarterback Andrew Brito. I, I, I thought he played as well as 
as any player, you know, on our schedule or anybody that I saw on tape this year. He's a, he's an undersized kid who ended up with, uh, you know, about 2,300 yards passing and close to 1,000 yards rushing and just made clutch play after clutch play all season long. So, he, he, he you know, you, you got to start with him. Elijah Jackson, we had two excellent running backs. We, we really used a two-back scheme. Uh, Elijah Jackson finished with 1,200 yards explosive player uh, big game Friday night and his uh, counterpart back there is Jonathan Clark who's a junior who also finished over 100 yards we had three guys rush for 100 yards Friday night Brito Jackson and Clark and uh, that doesn't happen without a solid offensive line. our offensive line but we played four seniors up there this year and I can't say enough about those guys Pete Nestowitz Ronan Guerra Gerald Crowley Zion Hughes Jackson Mitchell were really you know gave us an A effort all year long. And then we had a bunch of weapons out on the perimeter. Our tight end, Henry Pearson, who's a junior, had a, had, had a big season for us. We had Javon Turner, Dante Small, and little Matty Zalea had a big touchdown catch for us that, that gave us the lead on Friday night. So it's fun coaching an offense that's got as many weapons as we had and uh we tried to use them all as best we as, as best we could <laughs> went uh, got a championship so you did it pretty well uh paramus catholic number 19 in the high school football america uh top 25 dan sabella on the line beating st peter's prep at metlife stadium uh, home of the giants and the jets uh, on friday night uh, your your defense let's talk about that it was tested there in the championship game you guys had a, a 33 14 lead going into that fourth quarter and they were asked to, to step up tell us a little bit about that uh, that defensive side of the ball yeah st peter's has an excellent quarterback a 6'4 230 pound kid who was really a dual threat and a load to take down and uh we got some our, we, we really played well in the second half our, our defensive end tyler whipper had a big year for us um cory bolds had eight tackles friday night played with you know he was in the hospital a couple of days before that with the flu bartek ripko one of our interior guys was was excellent um, Jordan Watson, Kion Fitzpatrick, Samaj Effort, Ali Brightwell all, all contributed. A lot of people who watched the game Friday night, night thought our corner, Dante Small, who's a two-way player for us, was an impact player. He had some huge open field tackles, one on like a third and four that, that, that kind of forced a punt in a big spot. And he's a real rangy, rangy player. And uh, it was, uh, again, it was, a, it was a true team win all the way through. Paramus Catholic winning the non-public Group 4 championship, the biggest group there in the state of New Jersey. And one of the things I love about doing the show at this time of the year, Coach, aside from we're, we're usually talking with you know guys that have won championships, is I always want to give the head coach who gets all the pub and do he's doing the interview and all that, the opportunity to talk about the staff because certainly you didn't do it alone. So tell me a little bit about the staff. How much was it coming back when you took over and you know how who you brought in? Let's get them by name there, some of the guys that uh, help you win this championship yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because these guys don't get enough credit you're right and uh that was one of the intricate parts of this job there was a lot of uh, coaches who had been a part of the program in the past and been a part of the success and expressed an interest to stay and we were fortunate to keep a handful of them as well as bring some of our own guys in who, who i've had relationships with and have worked well together so um you know, we could mention a bunch of them. Uh, Greg Russo was our offensive coordinator, and Lorenzo Pisano, and Matt Teruli, and Mike London, who, who who came on with us for the first year, did a tremendous job. Um, Brian Durango was our defensive coordinator. Danny DiCangelio, Max Katzner, Brian Walker, Steve Knock, Todd Giblin um, were all big-time parts of the staff, as well as uh, Jeff Katzner, had a role, so we we had a we we got a large staff, like I said, and and a lot of guys uh, who really did a great job for us all year long. How long are you letting the kids celebrate? Are they back in the weight room, or do you give them the holidays off before you get them back into the grind? Yeah, we we had that conversation this morning. We're, we're going to give them a week off, and then we'll get the underclassmen. We'll we'll start getting them in there next week. Uh, you know, with some some optional type stuff, kind of get an idea of who really wants to get after it and then once we come back from the new year it'll be mandatory dan sabella from uh, paramus catholic on the line winning the non-public group four championship in the state of new jersey before we let you go you mentioned a couple of juniors there when you were describing offense and defense uh, i can't let you go without uh, getting the people that are all fired up for 2017 to get a little inside look at uh, at the paladin so uh, what what do you have coming back what what excites you about uh, the upcoming year 
Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, we lose a lot. Let's, let's, let's start there. We definitely lose a lot, but we do have a good handful of players coming back. And we got some young kids we feel good about who, who didn't, you know, see a ton of time this year. But uh, we had some special team contributors, Naeem Gilliard, who's a sophomore. Danny Forrester's a sophomore who we expect to step in and play linebacker for us next year. Ali Brightwell's a junior. His brother starts at the University of Pittsburgh. Ali's a, a rangy linebacker for us who, who did some great things. But I, I mentioned Ripka, Pearson, Clark, uh, Zion Hughes on our offensive line, Jan, Jan Majeski, who's a, who's a big offensive lineman who, who filled in this year when we had some injuries, is back. Uh, Darren Fields is a kid in the secondary, Jacque Cook. There's still some pieces there, but there's some <laughs> kids who are definitely going to have to develop as well. And as you know, uh, you better do it quick in this league because, uh, you know, there's a lot of young teams that we mentioned earlier who are going to be real good next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, you turned it around from 3-6 and six to 10-2. and two And uh, just congratulations on a fantastic season. I, I know you guys, your staff, and your players are, are still celebrating there. But uh, thanks for joining us on the show tonight. And uh, have a great holiday season. And, and look forward to maybe catching up with you next year at, uh, at this time, which would be a, a nice little thing for you. So thanks for joining us, Coach. Hey, I appreciate you having us on. Keep up the great work. We're big fans. Appreciate it. Taking a break, coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com.
If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2016, High School Football America teaming up with USA Today High School Sports to give you great national coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, if you're just joining us on the show, we're going to go from the number 19 team in the country as we just spoke with Dan Sabella at Paramus Catholic in New Jersey to the team that's ranked number 20 in the High School Football America Top 25, uh, based on our proprietary algorithm, what a year the Buccaneers had uh, in Alabama. Hoover winning its 12th overall state championship, coached by Josh Niblett, who's on the line and going to talk to us in a second. But I'm going to probably embarrass him a little bit here with some of the great numbers that he's put up at three schools. Overall record of 183-45, and 45, six overall state titles, five coming at Hoover, as I said, in nine years. In his nine years with the Buccaneers, 118-13, and 10-plus years, 10-plus. Uh, wins each year while guiding uh, Hoover, and uh, he is on the line right now to talk about another championship, which was won uh, last weekend against McGill Tulin. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, thank you, man. What a blessing it is to be on with you today. Well, that means that you did something good at the end of the year. And before we even dive into this, as I said, I wasn't trying to embarrass you, but the numbers are the numbers and they're great. When you hear those numbers, what comes to your mind? I mean, I know you probably don't focus on them, but what do you think about them? Well, first of all, to God be the glory, man. I've just been blessed. It, it allows me to wake up every day. And, you know, I love my job. I love what I get to do, coaches the ministry for me. So I love trying to impact lives. And, you know, when I hear those numbers, I think about great players and great coaches and surrounding yourself with good people. And if my dad's always told me, who was a high school coach for 35 years, he said, if you'll surround yourself with good people, good things will happen to you. Be attention to detail and just try to keep everybody on the same page where everybody does their job. And then collectively, you'll be where you want to be in the end. So, you know, we've been fortunate to do that. We've set a standard and a culture within the walls here. And our kids have really believed in it, trusted in it. And everybody within this thing is a great family. Yeah, there was a great article written about you prior to the championship game. I, I read it on AL.com, just kind of talking about what makes you successful. And they had several people, you know, talk about you and, and, and just say one of the things is, is your work ethic. And I, I'd love to start there with the conversation, which is, you know, in a day and age where some people say, well, you can't get the kids to work hard or, or people don't work hard enough. Um, I believe in a work ethic, and, and I know you do. How would you describe your work ethic? What do you do as a head coach that makes sure every day you show up at the school there you're ready to go and do the best that you can well I just you know I think a lot of people are counting on you you know my family at home that I go home to every day is counting on me and uh, you know it's my job to protect them and provide for them just like my family here at the school you know is counting on me you know there's kids futures that's counting on me my my coach's futures uh you know the program in itself and you know being in my hands because I know the buck stops in my office I understand that uh, and I relish that, and uh, and I respect that fact. But, you know, when I wake up every day, like I said, my feet hit the floor. God's blessed me with another opportunity to make the most of it. I want to seek greatness every day, which means I want to do things better than they've ever been done before. The only way that's going to happen is, is by working hard. And, you know, I tell our kids all the time, just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to win every game. Just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to win a championship. Just because you work hard don't mean you're going to get that promotion one day. 
But I can promise you this, if you don't work hard, you'll have none of those things. So that's kind of my, my motivation every day that I wake up. That's good. And by the way, you made a, a nice little joke or pun there. Uh, the buck stops with you uh, as the head coach of the Bucks. So <laughs> I know you didn't think of that. <laughs> well, I've got a few things with that. My dog at home is named Buck. So, hey, we use that word regularly around here. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Josh Nibblett on the line. Hoover winning a, another state championship in Alabama, 7A style uh, this year, a 12th overall. And mentioned the, the high rankings and all the, the, the national uh, ranking services now. And, and Coach, let's kind of dive into this season. And I, I looked at the defensive numbers and, you know, just a tick over 10 points a game allowed. Uh, one of the previews there on AL.com talked about this was a real team defensive effort. Uh, not the big name stars or anything, but as a unit, they played darn yeah. well. Let's get some of those names in there. Tell me about the kids that led this team to the championship on the defensive side of the ball. Well, you know, I think it starts with our Mike linebacker and Kobe Coleman Abrams is just a heck of a player for us. You know, he's committed to play at Bowling Green, but, you know, he's always grown up in this program and he wanted to be a buck and he wants to win a championship. He wanted to leave a legacy behind. And, you know, what he brought to the table every day in the offseason, what he brought to the table in spring ball, during the summer, preseason camp, during the year, uh, was amazing. And our kids respected that fact. You know, beside him, K.J. Vault, you know, another guy that's a hybrid linebacker guy for us, plays nickel force, had a great year defensive front-wise, you know, with Ricky Paleo and um, Campbell Carden and, you know, Christian Taylor uh, were guys that were extremely good players for us inside. And then, you know, on the back end, we were at a question mark at corner. And uh, Will Singerman and Chase Brown are two guys that answered the call you know, Chase will be back next year. Will was a senior, and the two safeties we had back there, and Ben Abercrombie and Jaden Jordan, two guys that started for us for the past two years, were, you know, they're unbelievable tackers. They know how to fit. They know how to cap things in the box, but also know how to play coverage-wise and keeping the leverage and keeping the ball in front. So, you know, when you got people like that flying around and playing, you know, we're able to rotate a lot of guys in up front to keep fresh legs in there. Um, it's, it's just really special, and, you know, even in that average of some of the scores they gave up, you know, there might have been one or two on we fence and then one or two that were late in the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, the average is kind of skewed just a little bit. Uh, this was a special group now, and they fly around and they play with bad intention. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that I, I – saw in the in the McGill tool and win which was 17-7 I think it was the last three plays he came with sacks I think the the total was nine or ten I saw a couple of different reports online about yeah. it but tell me about the defensive performance specifically in the championship game it, it seems like maybe they took it to another level yeah they did and and we were real challenged because you know I think 450 plus is what McGill averaged on offense and you know over 40 something points a game and you know the 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 semifinal game, I think they had out of their five touchdowns, uh, four of them were 60-yard pass plays. Uh, you know, they're they're a big play team in the run game. So, you know, I, I think our guys just played at a different speed. I mean, they played at an unmatchable speed. That was probably the only thing I was really concerned about because here in 7A, you get a week and a half off before you play the next game. So, you know, we tried to do a really good job the week before the week of preparation to get a lot of good-on-good competition. Our guys are competitors. Uh, but I think the way we stopped the run, I think they had minus 43 yards rushing. Um, and then you make them throw the football, but also keep the ball in front. And then, you know, have nine sacks. And I don't even know how many tackles for losses it was. But we were just playing at a different speed. And yeah. uh, and we were relentless. And I think that's something that showed is just a culmination of how they played all year. Talking to Josh Nibbler tonight, Hoover Bucks football on High School Football America right now. And Coach, uh, before we flip over to the other side, you, you mentioned the gap there that you had between the semifinal and the championship game because of the way 7A is set up in Alabama. Uh, gives your staff some some time to do those extra things. And uh, you're from a coaching family, Dad, your brother. Uh, tell me a little bit about your staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball, because you know you're the guy that's always getting the pub. You're getting doing this interview and all that, but yeah. you got some guys that make it yeah. special for you. So tell me a yeah. little bit about those defense. Oh, no well, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have the staff that I have. And, you know, there's a bunch of us that's been together for a while. Um, you know, Robert Evans is our defensive coordinator. And, man, what a what a guy he is, what a coordinator he is. Uh, you know, when he was on staff with me when he came here, I believe it was seven years ago, uh, six or seven years ago, and he was a linebacker coach. And then, you know, I promoted him to defensive coordinator four years ago. And, 
just does an unbelievable job. Attention to detail. Adrian Abrams coaches our D-line. I think is the best in the business. Uh, and then Gabe uh, Rodriguez is uh, coaches our, our corners, but also is our head special teams coordinator. And then uh, Chris Metcalf coaches on the back end, coaches the safeties. And then, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Jason Kervin's our offensive coordinator, running backs coach, Chad Eads with our O-line and, Arvia Holmes coaches our wide receivers, and Josh Miller coaches our tight ends. So, you know, we're very fortunate not only with them, but also our JV staff, who does a lot with our varsity, uh, does a lot of stuff. And, you know, we feel really good about how we try to do in the infrastructure we have here. Uh, it's a tight-knit group. You mess with one, you mess with all of us, and that's the way it's supposed to be. We don't agree on everything, uh, but we don't disagree just to disagree. But I can promise you this, when we leave out, uh, we're all on the same page, and, uh, and that's what it's all about. But I'm truly blessed. They not only have great coaches, but men of integrity and men with great character. Definitely, I think one of the words I heard after that description is vision. You all have a vision of what the Hoover Buccaneer program should be about. So we're talking about the Bucks tonight, number 20 in the high school football America. Uh, top 50 made a, a steady climb, started just outside of it and uh, throughout the year and then yeah. picked up the big win. Uh, let's flip it over to the offensive side of things and, and talk about some of the kids there that, that you, uh, you put a smile on your face when you think back on, on 2016 in the championship year. Who are some of the kids that the listeners should know about for you? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing was is, is, you know, we had a new quarterback this year with Garrett Farquhar. He's a guy that's been in our program since, you know, before middle school. And, uh, you know, to have an opportunity in the legacy that's kind of been left behind by every quarterback that's ever played here, you know, was a little bit of pressure on you. But, you know, I thought he handled things very well. Um, and, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is, you know, he was able to do some things during the year that allowed us a chance to win some ball games and finish some drives. Uh, Cortez Hall was probably our main wide receiver as far as leadership goes. Him and Cedric Jackson, you know, Cedric will be back next year. You know, he's a very explosive player for us also. Um, O-line-wise, Austin Carter is a two-year starter at center. Um, Michael May is a two-year starter and has another year to play left tackle for us. Um, you know, we we're fortunate to have those guys that played very well. Um, and then, you know, C.J. Sturdivant, Vontae Brackett, um, you know, we rotated four running backs in to keep fresh legs going. Uh, so, you know, we were very fortunate this year. Uh, you know, there were times we'd like to have played a little better, but, you know, a couple of plays here and there, you know, we're probably a little bit more explosive, you know, in the couple of games that we, we lost this year against Grayson and, uh, you know, uh, Allen, you know, we wish we could, you know, throw and catch a little bit better, uh, on offense, but, you know, I'm proud of these guys, you know, we didn't turn the ball over and we want to turn it into a street fight, a championship game. We were able to run the football and that was what it was all about. And, you know, allow, you know, our strengths to be able to take over in the football game. Talking to Josh Niblett tonight, Hoover Bucks football, and uh, you mentioned Allen and Grayson. They're number four and five in our poll and highly ranked in all the other yeah. national polls. Uh, tell me a little bit about this year's schedule. Certainly a, a tough one. Uh, how, how much of a role did that play? Especially you played Grayson well, later in the season, right? So, I mean, that probably got yeah. you ready for the playoff run. Yeah. Tell me about the schedule. Well, no doubt. I mean, I, you know, I'm a firm believer the best thing we could have played you know, two other teams that went undefeated. There's no telling where we'd be ranked. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. I mean, I just I know that we're going to play the best teams possible we can play because we want to find out where we are as a program. You know, are we moving forward? Are we stepping back? And uh, I thought that was important this year. And plus, it gets us battle test for the playoffs. You know, we came right out of the gate at Central Phoenix City, made it to the semis last year, and got beat by McGill in the semis this year. Uh, we knew they had a lot coming back. And, you know, to start off with them in the neutral site, then we flew out to Allen, Texas. You know, we had an opportunity in that ball game. Uh, and then, you know, we kind of let it get away in the fourth. But, you know, we had an opportunity to go up 14-7 to in the first half on the first two drives. But instead, it's tied 7-7. to I think it was 10-7 to at halftime. And, you know, we, we, we could have pitched and catched a little bit better, like I told you, could have helped us on some third downs. But we didn't. You know, I thought we played well enough on defense to win that game. And then – you know, through our region, you know, we feel like we play in one of the toughest regions. Uh, and and the thing about it is, is you got to be able to play. It's great coaching. You know, it's fundamentally saying attention to detail. You're not going to get away with anything. You're not going to out-isolate anybody. Uh, and then we finished the season off with Grayson on ESPN. And, you know, that ball game's 22-14. to 14, And we've got the football in the fourth quarter with 10 minutes left. And then, you know, we turn the ball over and then had a miscue on special teams that got us in the end in that game. Uh, and then, you know, we came out of the gate and probably played, probably played the toughest, had the toughest draw within the playoffs as the number one seed. Um, 
You know, so you come out of the gate playing a team that averages over 40 points a game. Then you come out and you play a team that averages only giving up six points a game. Uh, and then, of course, you play uh, Jansen City. It was probably one of the hottest teams, and we had to go on the road and play them. So, you know, what we were able to accomplish, you know, by how we set the schedule, I think allowed us a chance in the end to have some confidence in what we do because we knew who we had played uh, leading up to that point. Talking Hoover football tonight, uh, wrapping up the interview here with uh, Josh Niblett. And by the way, since I'm the guy that created our algorithm, I can tell you what an Allen and a Grayson win would have done. You would have been right in the championship chase at the top. That's yeah. for sure, Coach. Let's, uh, you well, know, I told somebody we may, you know, if they, they went out, you know, it could rise us even more. So you never know. Oh, but, oh you know, trust me. Like I said before, <laughs> we love playing those games, man. That's what it's all about. It's great exposure for the kids, win, lose, or draw, but it's a great opportunity for your program. And I think it's the only way you find out where you're at. Yep, best have to play the best to be called the best, that's for sure. And, Coach, uh, before I let you go here, uh, I heard you mention a couple of names there of the kids that you said junior's coming back. Uh, Whenever I do interviews at this time of the year, because I'm all ready for 2017, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what the Bucks look like uh, next year. What do you have coming back? What are you excited about? Well, you know, really excited on the offensive side of the ball. We got, you know, we got some really good offensive linemen coming back. We got – Two or three explosive receivers coming back that I'm really excited about. You know, we'll have a quarterback battle in the spring, which makes that position even stronger. Um, and two of our better running backs will be back too. Um, you know, we lose CJ, who's a heck of a player for us the last two years, but we got two running backs coming back also. Uh, and then we've got some young guys coming up that got a chance to be really, really special. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, we got to, you know, fill some holes at the linebacker and safety position. We got an opportunity to be really, really good up front. Uh, and so I'm excited about that. So uh, both our kickers are back. You know, both of them are ranked in the top two in the Coles kicking within their class in the nation. Uh, and so, you know, we're looking forward to that. So we got an opportunity, man. We just got to have a great offseason. We got to stay hungry. We got to stay humble. We got to make sure we're doing the right things and continue to take this thing to another level. Well, Coach, congratulations on a, another fine year and, and all the things that you do there for the young men. Like I said, that uh, article I read on AL.com really talked about uh, things more than W's and L's and X's and O's. And I think that's the thing that uh, uh, makes you special. And I just appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us on the show tonight to talk about your program, your your school, and the, and the kids that help you uh, achieve all the things you do. So thank you for joining us and have a, have a very Merry Christmas. Well, on behalf of myself, my staff, our team, our program and community, I just and I want to thank you, first of all, for allowing us a chance to be on with you, but also what you do for high school football. I mean, what a what a great sport, what a great venue, what a great atmosphere. There's nothing like it in America, and uh, I just appreciate you promoting the game to help it grow. Amen, and I appreciate those kind words. And again, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we're talking the same time next year about uh, the same same thing. So have a, have, have a great holiday no season, No doubt, coach. man. Thanks, man. All right, Josh Niblett, the head coach at Hoover High School. I want to thank him along with uh, Dan Sabella, the uh, head coach of Paramus Catholic. If you missed any of the show, it's in our archives at highschoolfootballamerica.com. We've done over 150 of these shows, and some of the great coaches and players from around the nation have appeared on here, and we appreciate uh, them for taking the time to uh, make us the, uh, the premier high school football talk show in America. We are year-round. want to thank all of our partners on the show tonight. Echo 1612, get instant replay on your sidelines. Lots of teams winning state championships or going for state championships using Echo. Make uh, tomorrow's coaching changes today. Echo1612.com. Get to all of our sponsors by clicking on their banner ad at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Also brought to you tonight by Crossover with a K. Game film broken down for you. Let's you do what you do best, which is coach. Uh, it's crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash HSFA to get your free demo. The good folks also joining us on the show tonight from Southern Sport. They're the makers of the Debris Inhibitor Razor. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes with a Debris Inhibitor Razor. That's TDI Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Use the code HSFA to get a discount on your order. Keep up with all the games this weekend and next weekend live with the great app from uh, ScoreStream. They give us uh, all of our scoreboards. They're live. They're powered by ScoreStream. But if you're a a fan, you want to go out there and you want to promote your team by 
putting on the score, uh, get the app downloaded at Google Play or the iTunes Store. You can put videos up there, uh, photos up there. It's a great way to promote your school. Good folks at ScoreStream. You can learn more by going to scorestream.com. And brought to you by the good folks at USA Today High School Sports. Uh, two years now that we've had our partnership with USA Today High School Sports. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Hey, don't forget, we will have a new set of national rankings coming out. Uh, on Sunday, might put them out a little bit earlier. Normally, we do them around noontime on Sunday. Uh, because there's uh, less games, we may be able to uh, have them out first thing on Sunday. But uh, follow us on Twitter, and we'll let you know exactly when we're going to be releasing it. Again, our Twitter handle is HSFB America. And don't forget, if you have a job opening on your staff, or if you're a school administrator and you're uh, looking for a head coach, our National Coaches Job Board is a great way to find people. I've had a lot of people tell us that you know when the job goes up on uh, high school football America they get hundreds of, uh, of resumes so a great way to get that information to us and post it for free is email us at job posting dot uh, I'm sorry job posting at high school football America All right, well, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be back here next week with you. Don't forget the national rankings coming out on Sunday for now. This is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to America's premier high school football radio show, highschoolfootballamerica.com.